Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I got married in Italy. Am I saying you copied me by getting married in Italy? Who performed at my wedding? Andrea Bocelli. Who performed at Courtney's wedding? Andrea Bocelli. You stole my wedding country and my wedding performer. Andrea Bocelli is my favorite male singer of all time, but I'm copying her Dolce Vita lifestyle. back to another episode of everyone's business but mine with me Kara Berry our Kardashians recap for this week we're on episode seven I think time flies man time really flies let's get into it um so Kim goes to Courtney's to have their big Dolce talk finally Courtney irks me immediately because she's getting her nails done but she like makes these women wait for them to finish the scene before they have to go back to giving her pedicure manicure. And it just felt like, Ooh, I hope these people are getting paid, you know, and tipped very well, very well. Cause the rumors don't bode well for them in that category. And Miss Abundance, you've been talking about how much you guys have and how greedy it is to want more. Uh, why don't you start giving stuff away, Courtney? Anyway. Um, <clears throat> so Kim starts by saying that this collab all started with her going to like be providing undergarments for with skims it's going to be a skims and dolce collab she was going to be the creative director this whole time but it was mostly like under the guise of like like she wasn't going to be really so much on the dolce side it was going to be more of a skims thing right she told courtney about that courtney says yes you did but then i never heard anything after that but Kim is like, no, I called you and I told you Skims isn't doing it anymore. We couldn't get it together quickly enough. And I said over and over to Dolce & Gabbana, I 
don't want to do this because it's really close, too close to Courtney's wedding. And if we can't get the skims element in it, like why do it at all? But then they came back to her and was like, listen, we're going to go ahead and do this show with our archives anyway. If you want to jump in and be the creative director, cool. But if not, like the show's going to happen regardless. And at that point, Kim calls Courtney again, asks her, do you want to come to Italy with me? At that point, Courtney says, well, I said no. And I think it's a feeling of like, you don't have to ask for permission from me. I don't control you. But then Kim says, but I thought I told you. And Courtney says, I remember like you asking, I remember asking when you called me that second time, like asking you, what are you calling me for? Like, are you asking for a blessing? And you said, Kim, I guess. And then she says, but you had already done this deal. So like I was, she wasn't really asking for permission if the ink had already been dried is what Courtney's trying to say. And it wasn't like, it just felt like you were like giving me a heads up. But Kim's like, okay, so if I had called you before this deal had been done, right? And it said, this is the situation. Would you, like, what would you have said? And so Courtney says, I don't know. My usual personality is I don't usually care about stuff like that. But, you know, you know, I probably would have been like, oh my God, do it. Take the money and run. Which is interesting because... Courtney's whole argument this whole time has been about like, how much more can you want? Like, why are we so greedy? We already have so much. Like, why is it that the whole family is just like at a free for all? And then Courtney says, but because it was my wedding, it was a special day and it wasn't business for me. And I think it takes away from the specialness of it all. Right. And then Courtney says in a confessional, it feels awful that my sister used my wedding as a business opportunity. She chose the money over me. And that's why she never truly asked me. It's not that she forgot to ask or that she wouldn't care. I think she wouldn't have known what to do if my answer was no. And now that I think about it, I might be more upset if Kim actually did the Skims and Dolce deal than if she had just done it as like a passion project for herself. You know what I mean? Because you are making it a business when you're using my wedding to fund your actual literal Skims business, the undergarment business, because people aren't really going to see the panties and whatever that she's putting on these models. They're just going to see the clothes, right? Like it ultimately that would be like a, more serious in my opinion business deal than her just like having fun and picking out the jewelry for the girls like I, I don't know maybe that's just me and to further that point Kim says that Kylie did a campaign before Courtney's wedding so she's thinking like how was that cool and what I'm doing isn't and so Courtney says it's not cool but I think that's more mom because I wouldn't expect Kylie to call me about this because she's like in her own world okay i mean and at this point i'm like oh, well what is what's the problem then like if kylie's allowed to be in her own world and, and whatever then like why isn't kim you know like come on come on kim says in a confessional my mom did a deal with kylie not to creative direct but for a campaign for dolce and gabbana why wasn't that a topic of conversation it's something with me but i can't figure out fully what it is so Courtney says, 
that the conversations with Kim started at her wedding. The conversations between Dolce and Kim started at her wedding. And Kim is like, no, no, no. It was before that. Mom FaceTimed me. She showed me this huge runway. She said, they want to do a book with you and for to have you creative, creative direct the fashion show. They already had that idea. So then Courtney says, when I chose our designer for the wedding, which like there were other options, but, you know, this felt really authentic to me because we've been going there for five years. It Now, mind you, this is not like her and Travis. Like, she and Travis went there one year out of the five that she's talking about. And uh, the first one or two, I think you were with your first man with, with Eunice. So, you know, not really that personal. But anyway, um, she's like, you know, I've been going there for five years. It's the life that I live, living the Dolce Vita, like ice creams and paparazzi and all the things that were eventually in your campaign. <laughs> okay. Cordy has got the, got the, um, monopoly on gelato. You heard it here first, you guys. And as somebody who's got like a sickening amount of like Kanye and Kim and really just general Kardashian knowledge in my mind, I'm thinking early stages of Kimye, Kim and Kanye used to go get ice cream in front of the paparazzi all the time. If we really want to roll back history, let's talk about who did it first. (laughs) We're going to go down this weird path. Let's just keep going down it, right? And then we see Kim sitting in a confessional and she sits there for a moment. And I know that my girl's like... She's trying to keep it cute. She's trying to keep it real cute. So she says, I got married in Italy. Am I saying that you copied me by getting married in Italy? Who performed at my wedding? Andrea Bocelli. Who performed at Courtney's wedding? Andrea Bocelli. You stole my fucking wedding country and my wedding performer. Andrea Bocelli is my favorite male singer of all time, but I'm copying her Dolce Vita lifestyle. Okay. (laughs) and you know what like i'm i'm kind of with you like if we're gonna get super petty and nitpicky about shit you want to talk about reading let's talk about reading you want to talk about copying let's roll it all the way back because she's absolutely right i yeah i mean stealing the wedding singer for your first dance or whatever that's copying I even did a TikTok about this, and I wonder if Kim saw it. Back, like, right in the weekend that Kim and or that Travis got married, the comparisons of, like, how elegant and how, like, original Kimye's wedding was versus they even had at their reception matching um, his and hers, like, Mr. and Mrs. jackets. Leather jackets, same ones that Kim and Kanye had at their wedding. Like, there were a lot of things that happened at that wedding. (laughs) But, like, Courtney, rather, wants to make it about how she owns this specific vibe that Dolce & Gabbana did 20 years before she even got into the scene for her wedding. But this is hers. Okay. Kim also had like a days long star setted or family filled weekend where they all wore similar designers and how, you know, they met up with the designer and they all, you know, like had coordinating looks and stuff. Like we could really, Kim could have rolled that scroll out a little bit longer now that I'm thinking about it. 
Kim had also been spending a lot of time in Paris with Kanye, and that's why they were there leading up to the wedding. Like, that was an, a special place for them, too, because they had spent a lot of time there living, you know, la vie en rose or whatever. So, it, again, like, I, sh- I wish I didn't know this stuff, but, you know, like, if we're going to talk about it, let's talk about it. Anyway, then Kim says, <laughs> with all due respect, Everyone thought your wedding was really sponsored. And I feel like nobody really caught that. (laughs) And Courtney's like, yeah, I know that. I know people think that. And I don't care. But, you know, it wasn't. And I did make that choice for my wedding because of money. There was no financial reason. Which, again, doesn't necessarily mean that there wasn't money exchanged. It just means that it wasn't, like, a top priority for her. Then she says that they presented her, which is a reason why I think this must be must have been a business deal in some regard because they presented her with looks for the wedding and those looks were from it seems like a much newer line whites lemon prints things like that summery la dolce vita style things if you want to talk about this lifestyle that she stripped from you but you rejected the La Dolce Vita line that they presented to you. But then she was says, no, I need all these 90s archive looks. I need it to be a little bit more gothic, like Italian. Like my mood board was all Monica Bellucci up and down. Well, okay. Well, should Monica Bellucci pick up a mic pack and talk about how you stilled her whole vibes? How about that? <laughs> we can all say things, Courtney. And she says, we went to Milan for our first fittings and Danny, her stylist, spent two days insisting with the team at Dolce & Gabbana, we want 90s archives. We want stuff that goes back so far that it's not even on Vogue.com. Can't see it, like, never before seen since, you know, the first run stuff, right? Kim tells her, she counters back, listen, back in 2017, I made a PDF with another lady named Danielle. Dolce flew in town. They gave me three archives looks. I wore one of them to a, a Celine Dion concert. And that was like the last time that Dolce and Gabbana opened their archives until your wedding. So then they get to their wedding and Kim herself brings looks that she had from her own archives over the years. Dolce and Gabbana is looking at this stuff like, we don't even have this stuff. How do you have it? They're really impressed with her. And Kim's like, obviously, I hadn't seen your mood board for the wedding at that point. So what's good? And so Courtney's like, yeah, you know, I get this. But like, none of these details matter. (laughs) It's like, well, they kind of do. Like, they don't. But they do in the sense of like, she, we, you could say something. She could say something too. Like, you could bring up a point. So could she. That's the point. But then Kim says, the point is, there are only so many looks from the 90s that we could both pick from, right? And Courtney's like... No, but I think they clearly leaned into the 90s look after my wedding and after I insisted on these looks. And my biggest issue is that, like, nobody, even mom, nobody called to say, hey, how do you feel about this? The deal's going to be this much money. Kim really wants to do it. How do you feel? But, like, beyond that, it's my wedding. So, again, like, which one is it? Uchiwali or is it one mic? Like, what thing are you mad about? You honestly think, and not to really give Dolce Gabbana credit, but like you honestly think, first of all, we've been doing these, not we, the youth have been doing these like, you know, your best friend Addison Ray and all of her appropriately aged friends have been doing 
these like 90s looks for quite some time definitely solidly before your wedding and also you can't act like you created a look that they already created you realize that you wouldn't have an archive to go back to if they hadn't created that shit 20 years ago. So acting like you were like, you were the one who gave them the idea to bring the 90s back. But girl, come on. But you also keep vacillating between the look and the money. You stole my vibe, but also nobody called me to ask to run the numbers past me and ask me if it was worth it. But I also wouldn't have cared because usually I'm like, take the money and run. But we're also very selfish and we're also taking so much from everybody and it's grab, grab, grab and how much could, can possibly want. But also, like, I don't know what I have said if you had actually come to me and said <laughs> and like approach me about this. But somebody should have done it. But I don't know what I would have said or how I would have felt. But I would have been totally cool. But I'm also really mad now. So, you know, <laughs> <sighs> You can't, it's not fair for you to say, I don't know what I would have said had I been presented with this issue before the fact, but I know for a fact that Kim didn't approach me about this again, because had I said no, she would have been stuck. Okay. It sounds like you would have said no. So why not just be honest about that? Because you're clearly very pissed off, I guess. So anyway, Kim's like, I'm just really confused on how this narrative came into Courtney's head. Like, the last thing I want to do is fight with my sister. And Courtney says, we're allowing brands to do that. Like, tear us apart by not having these conversations. And again, Courtney, this might be a lesson in not letting a fashion house decide something that is so personal to you. And that is going to be so historically personal to you. Because y'all work in the fashion industry, and at some point, swords are going to get crossed. But also, it's like... Yeah, maybe don't let, uh, you know, other people take the helm, again, of, like, something that is so deep for you. Because I'm a very sensitive bitch. And I talked to Princess about this the other day. And she's like, Kara, as a sensitive person, I'm surprised that you're not understanding where Courtney's coming from. But my thing is, nobody gives a fuck about your wedding. <laughs> like, respectfully. And I'm telling this to you, everybody, like y'all's wedding, I've been to a million weddings and I've cried and they're so special and I appreciate being there and I would have not missed them for the world. However, historically speaking, I got to move on with my life and your wedding thing is for you and your partner and those memories and those special things. And like historically, like I had fun. Shout out to everybody. And I will hold that peace in my heart. But then I got to like move on to other things, you know? And so the ultimate special is for you and your partner. And so if you're letting something that happened months after your wedding ruin your wedding memories, that is a choice that you are making. She's making this choice to be upset about it. <laughs> like, nobody is stealing from her. Nobody is thinking about her wedding at all when it comes to this business stuff, except for maybe Dolce and Gabbana. Maybe, maybe, maybe them. I don't know. And that, to that end, you should be upset with them for using you to get to your sister. How about that? Kim goes on to say that there were several looks from that show that they wanted, that Dolce and Gabbana wanted to use that were crossovers from her wedding. And she insisted, no, this is Courtney's stuff. And they told her, no, this is our stuff. Clock that. 
if I had a fan, I'd flick it. I'd flick it right there for you, Courtney. Courtney breezed right past that. Right past the fact that they were like, no, this is our stuff at the end of the day, lady. And they were like, well, when I looked back at photos from the show, I just thought, is this my wedding? Like, all the romantic vibes. Like, it's fine. It's classic Italian. But, like, that was the feeling. And Kim goes, I don't think so. I think there are only so many Italian things. And Courtney's like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm happy to move on with stuff. And Kim goes, exactly. She's like, no, like, I get it. I understand what you're saying. You're upset. Like the Christmas lights. Like, you copied my Christmas lights. I would be upset. I get it. And then Courtney says, well, it's two things. Like, one is just me wanting my own shit and my own identity. And Kim's like, well, you definitely have your own identity. No one's trying to, like rock out <laughs> and Courtney's like no that's not what I mean and she says in a confessional I think I need to be an individual and when I do have things that are mine I just get protective over what feels like is part of me <sighs> okay great Every- everybody does and that's completely understandable I feel you girl and I understand how in her family you have to be like super tight grip on things that feel individualistic. Cause I get it. Like even if you get paired up with somebody, people always associate like even as a best friend, like if you have a best friend that everybody knows that's your best friend and you go out and it starts being like, Oh, where's so-and-so where's, and everybody expects you to always be with them. And it's not like you don't love that person because you're always being like, it's not like you necessarily, I mean, you can, but you don't usually resent them, but it starts being like, y'all I'm my own person and I got my own thing. And I completely understand how she like wants to feel like an individual in this family, especially I get it. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine with the weather warming up. It feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com But this is about the only sense that she's making and why she's not expressing this to Kim is beyond me. Because this makes a lot more sense. Like, this was something I tried really hard to like separate from and like y'all like she's not expressing that to Kim she's not and this is a point that I can understand anyway Courtney tells Kim at this point she starts going into Iyanla mode I just think that Kim you need to be curious for yourself on like what it is that you need like it's deep like is it more than just the money I'm just saying on a deeper level like if you want to learn about yourself and Kim goes, what do you mean? Like, why I would want to do it? I was trying to challenge myself. So Kim says in a confessional, it's not just the money. It's about so much more than that. Like, and if Courtney doesn't get it, then <laughs> her loss. So Kim says, the thing is, I never thought I would be able to do anything on my own. 
And I was okay with that. Like, I was more than happy to be the doll that just loved getting dressed up. So when I agreed to do this show, I thought it was like a challenge for me. And my lesson was that I was able to do something in the fashion world all by myself and have my own opinions. And I was terrified every step of the way. But that's what was meant to happen. And Courtney just goes, mm. I like actually meant like on a deeper level, like what is it about yourself? Like, you know, just like food for thought for later in the future in your life. But like, what is it about yourself that you have to have like everything, you know, like you can't stop, like it's not good enough. It's more than the material. Like I think it's financial, but like accomplishments, like whatever people are driven by certain reasons and they make you great. But like, there's also something about being able to be content and happy with what you have and not feel like you need more. Yeah. Oh, sure. She's basically being like, Kim, you need to think about why you are ambitious and want to do things and why you have goals that you want to reach. You need to really think about that and really dig deep to why that is now she's not wrong I mean probably there is like an overachiever aspect probably there is an overachiever aspect to Kim no doubt about it but then also when Courtney says that she had no issue with Kylie not coming to her because Kylie's in her own world and really that should be mom but she doesn't really seem that mad at Chris it is really just about Kim you know and I feel like she's trying to like get a little jab in about like No, I think you really need to dig deeper. Like, I know you just said that nice stuff about wanting to reach a goal, but I think it's, like, even deeper than that. Like, there's a darkness to you, Kim. (laughs) So Kim says, look, the last thing I want is for you to think I'm coming for you. We don't hang out as much as... We don't hang out as much anymore. None of us do. We haven't had a family dinner in God knows how long. And Courtney says, I just feel like there's this underlying weirdness that's not spoken because of this. And so Kim says, I don't really know if it's just this. I feel like we haven't been good since we got to fisticuffs over at Chloe's house and we got our body makeup all over her white walls. She had to get a baby wipe to it in a panic <laughs> to make sure that uh, they, Kylie Cosmetics didn't set on her walls. But, um, you know, she's like, after that, Courtney tries to say, I felt like we were good after that. But Kim's like, no, then you were kind of like in Travis land, which I get. You're married. There's nothing wrong with that. And then Courtney does this stuff, which I find very annoying. This like, pick me shit. It doesn't mean that I don't have time for you guys. I mean, Travis is in the studio until nine (laughs) o'clock. Like, I don't have time for a sister vacation. Because I'm either with the kids or, like, with Travis and all of his kids or all of us. But, like, you know, I just feel like we're in different places. But that doesn't mean we can't hang out. Here's what I find annoying. It's like, you painted in this way of, like, well, I don't have anything to do until Travis gets back. So why don't you hang out with me then? And that doesn't really, like, set the scene for me feeling very welcome. It's not like, it's giving very scraps. It's giving very, like, Heidi telling Lauren like oh we'll go to movie night because Spencer is gonna be hanging out with Brody you know like I can't make time for you on a one-on-one basis because I want to be with Travis but like if he's doing something else I have plenty of time why don't you guys call me and as a side note at the end of this conversation Courtney admits that um Penelope is going to be spending the night at Kim's house so uh, how busy is she with her children if they're at her house 
And what are you so busy doing, Courtney? Making sure that your toes dry in time so that, you know, the polish doesn't end up in Travis's mouth since we all know that he has a foot fetish. Oh, okay. So busy. Courtney says in a confessional, I used to in the past just be mad or mean when I was hurt, but now I just feel like I avoid things. Like, I just don't want to be around and I have such a fulfilling life without it. Great. Like, you're so evolved. <laughs> Like, I, I just started running away from things. Cool. Cool, girl. Like, we could all have a conversation about avoiding big topics and running to our yes people who are just whispering in our ears and shoving their tongues down our mouths. But okay, sure. Then she says, I just feel like the check mattered more than my feelings. And Kim says, I get that. And so Courtney says, that will affect our friendship and our relationship rather. And it has. And Kim says, listen, I can say a million things and make it make sense. You can say a million things and make it not make sense. But all of this is besides the point because it happened. We're at where we're at. There's nothing I can do, but I'm sorry. And I'm sorry that the choices I made put us in this situation. I'm sorry. I'm happy for the experience, but I'm sad. And I'm sorry that this experience hurt you because I would never want you to feel that way. And you know, I'm sad that me choosing to do this would hurt you in our relationship, which I think was like as good of a as apology that you can expect, right? Courtney says thank you for apologizing and acknowledging it. And the producer says, this was great. I love this conversation, you guys. I feel like we had a good talk and, you know, it was much better than you guys slamming your bodies against the wall. So wrap it up, folks. Um, Chris's storyline for the episode is that she gets a full body scan, like a full rich people get in a tube for 50 minutes. We have a TV in there. If you want to watch Dateline, we can check every organ, every tissue, every inflammation in your body. Guess what guys? She's fine. Every season is just Chris going in for (laughs) some sort of procedure. (laughs) I know that we said we didn't want shenanigans again, but like between the hip and and this MRI that she got, like, I, I don't know. The doctor told her that she basically has the body of somebody in her 40s. And she's like, guys, I'm literally 40 years old. Thank you. Bye. Kim goes to visit Chloe at a photo shoot. Has a full breakdown. Because this is around the time that Kanye started, continued. Who's to say when the date was? The anti-Semitism really ramped up around this point of filming. Kim says in a confessional that it just sucks when somebody doesn't see how different they're being. And the producer says, and you keep looking for that person, right? And Kim says, I always will. And then she starts crying and says, you always have hope that you'll at least see a glimpse of them. And then Kim tells Chloe that she's already an hour late for a meeting. She's been wearing the same outfit for two days. These people flew in from Belgium to see her, but she can't get it together. Can't stop crying. Chloe tells her, you're allowed. You're allowed to go through this. It's hard. They flew in. Well, they're just going to have to deal with it, right? So Kim says in a confessional, it's just so confusing to her because she remembers the man that she married and says, I'll do anything to get that person back. <sighs> Me too, bitch. I mean, at this point, I'm, I've given up. But Did you guys know that there's a large, and I mean large, contingency of people who genuinely believe that Kanye has been cloned and that the Kanye that we've been seeing for the past I don't know like year or so is his clone so that's the world that we live in 
So Kim ends up telling Chloe, I just feel so bad for him, but I don't even think he knows, like, to feel bad for himself. So Chloe asks Kim, have you even spoken to him? Like, do you think if you reach out that you'll feel better? And she's like, no, he'll probably just go off on me. But then she's, like, having this total crisis of whether or not she should have spoken out in support of the Jewish community because people ended up dropping him that same day. I don't know if it was his management or whatever, but she's like, I don't know. Like, was I responsible for that? Should I have just kept quiet? I'm vocal about everything else. Like, I don't know what to do. Girl, you should have said something absolutely. And I felt like y'all took a little bit longer than I expected for you to say anything, especially when, um, hello, Mason, Penelope, Rain, Scott. Do we think about that? But Kim says she just is get, she gets conflicted because she doesn't want to jump in and be part of a downfall for the father of her kids, which I, I mean, I, I get that, but only to a certain extent, like at some point you got to be like, <laughs> double middle finger like you know what do you gotta that's what he said was so beyond the pale that i refuse to speak about this man outside of like this this is probably the most i've spoken about kanye since this happened in real time like so out of pocket so out of pocket she had to say something she had to and chloe puts it right into perspective It's not your fault, Kim. He had so many opportunities to retract what he said, and he continued to double down every single time. And then Chloe says in a confessional, they obviously, as a family, don't agree with what he said. And she's like, I also, on top of that, know Kanye's power and how he tends to rile people up. Like, that's a very dangerous thing, right? So Chloe tells Kim, you did the right thing, girl, because sometimes silence can actually speak louder the most sense Chloe's made in a long fucking time. So Chloe says, Kim, here's where she loses me again. Every day I feel bad about Lamar. I feel bad about Tristan not being on a team right now. I feel bad that Lamar will forever be known as a drug deal user rather. And Kim says, but those are him, his demons. And Chloe's like, right. And those are Kanye's. And it doesn't mean that we have to feel bad about it. Look, I don't know much about basketball, but from what I see when Tristan tends to be trending on Twitter when he's playing a game, uh, the tweets usually aren't good. They're usually not positive, so I don't know. He seems like he wasn't that great. Seems like in terms of all the the basketball team worth of men that Chloe has dated, that Lamar may have been the best because he was like a six-man and I think that means like he was like a good helper, right? Like a good cleanup, a good cleanup woman. I think that's what that means, basically, in my terms. <laughs> it sounded like a compliment. I will say that. Then Chloe tells Kim, "You're such a good person, and that's why you feel bad." People have probably wanted to cancel Kanye for a while because he's been saying, "Oh, I can't be canceled," and now this is probably just like the last straw. But this too shall pass. Kim says in a confessional, it's really fucking hard and she wouldn't wish it on anybody and that she's really never a woe is me person, but there are times where she gets overwhelmed and that she's really angry, but she's also really sad. And her instinct is to be like, I never want to talk to him again, but then you got to think about your kids. So she's having a hard time figuring it out. So she walks into a meeting with Axel, the guy who built their coffin of a home. 
because he's going to be building the guest house behind the coffin and it's going to be five bedrooms, a five bedroom guest house. <laughs> oh, the wealth. And basically they, she just has like a nice moment with him, like getting out of her head. He gives her a, an original drawing on wood of a samurai warrior that he had gotten from a house like an ancient samurai warrior painting and they're just like passing it around passing the duchy to the left hand side she kisses it she's holding it with her kkw lotion like can we frame this this feels like illegal this feels illegal, or at the very least disrespectful. I know it was a respectful gift, but the fact that, like, it was the holding for me it just feels, like, so old and so precious. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. After that, they try to set it up like Chloe and Courtney are going to uh, stop by to check in on Kim, but... When Chloe asked him, like, oh, have you been sleeping, Kim? Courtney's like, why? What's going Like, she had no idea. <laughs> what might be upsetting you, Kim? What's going on? Why didn't you sleep last night? Oh. Oh, right. Anyway, it was mostly so Courtney could talk about how she is the genius of the family because their mother, Chris's birthday's coming up. She didn't know what she was going to do for her birthday. And so Courtney said, I'll do it, mom. And you would act like she was so proud. And here's something that like I wanted to get into because Chloe keeps almost like head patty encouraging Courtney. Like that is so nice that you're doing this, Courtney. It is going to be so nice coming from you. Mom is going to love it. And I think it'll go a long way that out of all of the kids, you were the one. To come up with this birthday birthday idea. And it's like, well, let's get into that. Because Courtney's like, I don't hate her like you think I do. And Chloe's like, okay. because But then she even calls Chris and is like, Mom, isn't it really nice that Courtney's doing this for you? And Chris is like, yeah, no, she's, she's my favorite. <laughs> let's get into that. Rip yourself out of that MRI, MRI machine. Turn off the dateline and tell us why you are and Courtney aren't fucking with each other. Let's get into that. Then we see a sweet clip of Kim hanging out with the kids and they're rolling all over the couch and they're eating soup together. Italian wedding soup it looked like. And 
you know, Kim talks about how she's always in protection mode when it comes to the kids and them hearing about their father, right? And how it's hard for her because it's like kind of a double-edged sword, keeping them from knowing anything. But then they know so little that they don't understand why dad's not coming over for family dinners or why he can't come to certain events, why he's not showing up at sports things. Like it's always sort of like a push-pull navigation thing and she's also worried about what if somebody yells something at them in public and she's been managing things the best way she knows how to but she just takes it day by day and I just keep thinking about what Chris said early in the season like North must know something right like she her classmate somebody said something and Caitlin was so insistent that North knows absolutely nothing do you think that's possible? Chris really just let her cook on that. And I felt like to me in that moment, that was a mother just being like, okay, I'm just going to let you have this. I don't think that's true. But like, I know you need this, Kim. Do you, I just feel like, I don't know. Is it possible? I mean, it's certainly possible that North knows nothing about her father's antics, but I find that hard to believe. So after that, Kim and Chloe go to Kim's new Malibu property for new $70 million Malibu home, to which Kim has to be very clear to specify to the audience, I know people are going to think, oh, this is just like whatever for you guys, like, because we have things, but it's not. Like, I... We know that. We know that this is crazy. I stood on the beach with tears on my face. Like, holy shit, I can't believe I did this. So she's saying that this house is going to be like the family house. The cousins can come over. The kids can be there. Like, they can make all their memories. It's going to be like their summer Malibu mansion, right? With their own private beach property. Oh my god, this place was like unreal. But then I just cannot wrap my mind around 70 million dollars for a piece of property because you know she's gonna do all that shit over how many millions is that gonna cost so now we're going into like ooh, ooh, and i know she's good for it like 70 million eh, it's a purchase for her it's it's a purchase you know something that'll hit your wallet but not really, because ultimately it's like an asset, right? Oh my god. Ooh, ooh, good. God bless her. God bless her. I'm, I'm about to stand on the beach with tears in my eyes, just thinking about how I'm never gonna be able to do that. <laughs> I don't even know if I have the money to like step on Malibu Beach. Do you have to like submit tax returns? Like, how do you qualify? I will never know. Everybody gets ready for Chris's birthday. It's going to be a night of 25 Chris's. All of her white, excuse me, all of her girlfriends <laughs> are going to be there in wigs, except for Kathy Hilton and Faye Resnick. I'm going to give it to Kathy, but Faye, I'm side-eyeing you. Just pop a wig on, girl. Pop the wig on. It's actually entertaining to watch this scene because one thing, like all the daughters, except for Kendall, who I don't know if they told her dress like Kurt Cobain because that's what she did but or, it, Kylie didn't no Kylie did um all of them in the wigs they look so much like Chris it is actually very funny to watch them uh Courtney's going on and on about how 
oh, I did the best costume. I think I look the best out of all the sisters in the hair. I look the most like mom. She did, Chris, in the Ariana Grande's Thank You Next movie, right? Like, or not, music video, right? Dressed like, uh, Amy, is it Amy Poehler's character? Yeah, the, the hot mom, right? With the, the video camera. Now, all this time, Courtney's bigging herself up. She's the best. She's the greatest. She looks just like her. She's perfect. She's beautiful. She's Linda Vandalisa Chris Jenner. And Chris walks in. She's so surprised. She has no idea that they're all supposed to be dressed like her. But then she's pointing out, like, oh, my God, Kim, you're from the Christmas card. Oh, you're from Kylie. You're a look for me in 1989. Oh, Chloe, you're in the blonde Miranda Priestly Look where I'm on the couch holding the uh, martini with the white and red Dolce and Gabbana look. Courtney, oh, you're just like me every day. And Courtney's like, no, I'm you from Ariana Grande's music video. She's like, oh my God, yeah. (laughs) Eva North got her special effects wrinkles to really be um, true and authentic to the character. Which, uh, a fact that Chris really seemed to not like when she heard. (laughs) But I appreciated it. North is, uh, she'll she'll give it to you. She'll give it to you, whether you you like it or not. And I appreciate that. The thing that I will say that was good was that she did my dream thing. Courtney did my dream thing was to get all of my favorite things from different restaurants. And that's the dinner. So, get the La Scala salad. Get the bullshit from the Ivy. Get this gelato from here. But make sure it's not the right gelato because we already know that Courtney's got a monopoly on it. Make sure it's not Italian. Make sure it's not La Dolce Vita. I hope it didn't... I hope it passed the test. But I love that. Melanie Griffith's there. She's in the black wig. They're all having a good time. They're giving speeches back and forth. Talking about how great it was when they used to play tennis in 1978. And you're so great. And you're just like my husband, Chris. And then I love you too, girl. And I remember the times where we used to do coke and bang, bang men. Oops. I mean, when we had all those beautiful times hanging out with our children over the 80s. I remember that too. And I love you. And I love you so. And it's just like a masturbatory (laughs) all these women talking about how much they love and adore Chris and how she hangs the moon and then Chris being like thank you I also appreciate you thank you so much and then they all go do karaoke and they have a great time and Courtney starts glowing about how all the other daughters left except for her and Chloe and they had this great time and when they're in the groove it's like the best thing ever and it's like okay who are you telling this to us or you girl us or you And with that, (laughs) we are done for this week of the Kardashians. And yeah, yeah, I guess that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. (laughs) 